Is something keeping you from showing up as your authentic self online, stopping you from sharing who you are and earning the trust of your ideal client? Now, people want to work with those they feel they know and trust, but in order to, as a business owner, show up authentically and attract our ideal client, we inevitably will have to show up as imperfect at times. My guest Emily and I are going to talk all about perfectionism and how it can stop us from connecting with our ideal client and even lead to burnout and what we can do about it. Shutting that voice off and being like, no, okay, it's good enough. And then seeing that, hey, it's still well-received, nothing bad happened. Yeah. Fine. Like training our bodies to know that like it's safe to be imperfect. It's okay. Emily May is a marketing strategist for therapists and wellness professionals and founder of May Marketing and Media. Her work focuses on a holistic marketing approach tailored to each unique business, and she teaches ethical marketing strategies leading with values to build long-term trust with your clients. So let's dig a little deeper into how showing up as yourself and forgetting perfectionism helps you succeed online. Hi, I'm Lindsay Berta, founder of Berta Marketing, a marketing agency designed specifically for small business owners where I handle all of your marketing so you can focus on what you love. User experience matters, but overall, like we don't have to be perfect, which is why we're here, what we're going to talk about. (laughs) Yeah. So thanks for having me. I'm so excited to do this. Yeah. Thanks for, you know, agreeing to come on with me and... Uh, chat about this. So we're going to be talking about that was Alexa. Um, we're going to be talking about, did you hear it? (laughs) Um, but yeah, so we're going to be talking about how to avoid burnout from trying to just be so perfect. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's, it's just such a prevalent thing right now because so many people are showing up online. We see what everyone else is doing and even though we know it's the highlight reel, it's still what we see. It's still what yeah. we're So it's very easy to be like, I'm not living up to that. Like my my whole world doesn't look that perfect. And of course mm-hmm. it doesn't, neither does theirs. But yeah, it's well, and it's, it's too, when it comes to, you know, with marketing showing up and, and a marketing strategy, it is easy to lose sight of what, actually is bringing in results versus what isn't. And, you know, just trying to be perfect when you realize a lot of that stuff doesn't matter. I mean, a lot of the times the things that you put, and I don't say, I don't want to encourage, you know, doing the least amount of effort and the least amount of research and all that stuff, but it's often true. Some of the things you put the least amount of effort in get the most results and have people reaching out to you. Or, you know, I find that too, with some of the posts I'll do, you know, I'll do a reel that I, you know, put a lot of effort in to and put a lot of effort into it. And it doesn't perform as well as something that I just like threw together real quick and put out there and everyone, you know, is reacting to it, or you see you're getting website clicks or, you know, cause those are the things we want to pay attention to. Um, so yeah. yeah. You don't need it to be all the time. Like I'm a social yeah. media manager. So not even just from like my personal page for, from my clients too. It's oftentimes the things that we're like, let's play around with this. Let's just see what happens and mm-hmm. not really put that much effort into it. It's not really part of our overall strategy. We're just like being creative, trying something new. And yeah. it's, it's the thing they get a new client. They have more website clicks, like you said, and we're like, oh, well, that's interesting. Let's yeah, and, and run with it. So 
sometimes letting go of the perfectionism <laughs> can be the best thing for your business because it allows you to like expand experiment to do. Yeah. yeah. And experiment. Cause yeah. a lot of, a lot of marketing, especially now with content creation and all of that, it is a lot of creative, you know, things. So, um, again, not saying, you know, I want to preface this by saying like perfect and sloppy. That's not the same thing. Like we're not saying you don't need to be perfect. So be sloppy. No, no. We're saying don't, you know, don't dwell on things like, oh, does my hair look okay for this? Or, um, I need to, I need to re-record that because I stumbled over one word or, you know, it's those types of things that really hold you back from showing up. Yeah. You know, but where I say, and I even hate to use the word perfect here, but where I say, you know, be perfect is be perfect in like the strategy side of things, the technical side of things. So what you're, what you're watching for, what you're aiming for, um, you know, making sure your brand is aligned with what you're actually putting out and all of those things. That's, I always say, be perfect where perfect matters. <laughs> yes. I, I actually had something similar in my notes. I was going to say yeah. like, you know, things like your website that should be more polished. Like, yeah, take the time to polish your website. Absolutely. That's a big project that you kind of do once and then maybe edit it every now and then, but and like a so longer shelf know, life much longer. Yeah. And like most people, the goal is to send them there. Right. But like your social media post, you're supposed to do that multiple times a week. People are only going to see like a percentage of your posts. You mm -hmm. cannot aim for perfection there, or you're going to burn out because yeah. there's too much to do. Um, and also I feel like on social media, people are really looking for someone that they feel that they can relate to. Mm -hmm. And when you're too perfect, like, have you ever had that like friend or someone in like the friend group that you just can't get close to? Cause you're like, they're just a little too perfect. It just makes me a little uncomfortable because I can't match that energy. It almost and doesn't feel like, um, it almost doesn't feel like a safe space, I guess yeah. would be a good word. Like, I don't feel like I can fully be my true self because, you know, and I, I hate, well, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to ramble, <laughs> but there's a it. difference too, between you have to see where that's coming though from though, you know, is that an insecurity in yourself? Because is that person being really nice and everything and you perceive them as perfect? Right. Or are they being fake in a way and being perfect that it makes you feel uncomfortable? I, th yeah. I feel like there's a distinction there. Oh yeah. I mean, they might sense? be being perfectly like kind and not doing anything wrong, but it's like you said, it's your own insecurity. It's your own feeling, but that matters online, mm -hmm. right? Like we want to create, like open up some space for vulnerability. And if we're a little bit vulnerable and we let things not be so perfect, then it allows somebody else to like show up in your space, not perfect because yeah. they've already you do it. Mm -hmm. And so it doesn't mean like being perfect and being polished is a bad thing, but right. like you have to ask yourself, is this maybe excluding someone who doesn't feel like they fit into that space and nobody's perfect. Like, right. So you might be excluding a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's why we always say, you know, show up as you like yeah. be you, you know, because people relate to that. And it's the only thing that does make you stand out. And it's easier to just be you than to be perfect all the time or put on some type of 
character, I guess, you know, like when the camera turns on, do you turn into a character or are you still yourself, you know, kind of thing? Because yeah, that can get exhausting. Like I said, you might, you might watch it and be like, oh, I stumbled over one word. I need to re-record it. So now instead of a short video taking you five minutes to record, it took you a half hour. Yeah. And you repeat that weekly. That's, that's adds up. Oh, a lot. And I get a lot of clients that come to me with that kind of thought process going into it. And they're just like, I don't have the time for this because they have the expectation of needing to be perfect. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, rewind. You don't have to be perfect. And that's always such a, such a freeing thought for them. They're like, oh, people actually will relate more if I'm a little less perfect. That's great. Cause I don't have time to be perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. That's very true. It's very true. And that's why we love bloopers so much. Yes. I love it. it I love <laughs> Yeah. Oh, exactly. Throw in a blooper reel once in a while. So yeah, if you mess up, don't be like, oh crap, I missed it up. Be like, oh, that's going to make a great blooper reel. Like yeah. you got to change your mindset. Yeah. Right? And it's hard. Like, I don't want to sit here and make it sound like it's so easy to just right, like, right. let your imperfections show. Because even like, if I post a reel or something that I think is going to really hit and I'm like, that is totally going to resonate. It's going to take off. And then it doesn't, it's absolutely a blow to yeah. every time. Like that doesn't go away, but you just have to try to practice like, okay, we're not going to delete that. We're going to leave it there. We're going to look at it as a data point and see mm-hmm. why maybe didn't it resonate. Maybe it has something to do with the content. Maybe it has something to do with what's happening on Instagram that day, you know? Mm -hmm. So, and I I mean, mean, seasonally too, like seasonally, you know, are people, a lot of people on vacation, like what's going on, you know? And I want to bring up too, that you said that like about it performing well, Yeah, I want to point out like what that actually means, especially as a business owner, what performing well actually means, because a lot of likes and a lot of, um, follows don't necessarily mean it performed well. Yes. Because first you want to look at, are you attracting the right followers? Are they potentially your ideal client or, you know, in in your community, someone you'd want to be connected with? And then a lot of likes, my gosh, you could have, you could have a video, get 20,000 views and a thousand likes, but not one website click or not, you know, one person, um, you know, looking at your profile. Yeah. So it's like, okay, well, was that really successful then? Because it didn't really, as a business owner, my goal here is to get people to my website, to get them onto an email list or to get them to book a call, something like that. Yeah. Right. A hundred percent. I was just, somebody just messaged me yesterday about that. And they were asking me, cause I posted something about like posts not performing well and like just using that as data. Yeah. And Then we got to talking about like a high performing post. And I had one that was like 18,000, which for me is like high performing. And, um, you know, that felt really good, obviously to see that people resonated with what I said, but it didn't translate into anything for my business. So, I mean, I will take all the likes, I will take the follows, although some of them are not really my ideal clients. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, just look at that as, okay, you know, these vanity metrics are driving my authority a little bit, but beyond that, they're not really doing anything for my actual business. And I've had reels that hit 200 people that are like some of the lowest performing. And then I get messages from them. And then, yeah. 
to discovery calls. And so, exactly. yeah, I think people lose sight. And I mean, it's, it's hard not to, the numbers are there. They're so- it's easy to get wrapped into that. It's like a dopamine hit, right? <laughs> it, is, it is. But yeah, I actually, and I, I can't believe, I don't remember her name. I want to give her credit for this, but she posted about why she deleted a reel that went viral. Oh, I remember seeing this in your story. Yes. Yes. And, um, I was like, I, I commended her on that. I was like, that's fantastic. And I'm glad you're sharing this because a reel of hers went viral and she immediately noticed that it was attracting a lot of followers that were not even near her ideal client. So she immediately just deleted it because we know going forward, you attract a lot of people that aren't your ideal audience. And then your postings, you know, if someone follows me, maybe I told a funny story and a lot of people are following me for that. And then I start posting marketing content. Well, the people following that followed me for that funny story is like, wait a minute. I thought she was like, you know, they'll, they think you're something else. Um, and so that's why, even if I tell a funny story or I talk about something, um, that's not business, business related, that's not like an educational thing. I always, no matter what, try to wrap it up and bring it back to marketing in some way. So, I mean, I talked about trick or treat night and I brought it back to marketing and how, you know, over under promise and over deliver, or I talked about, um, what was one of the other things I talked about? I talked about, um, oh, like when I, when I auditioned for American Idol and I brought it back to, uh, marketing in the sense that, you know, you have to be you because a thousand other people can do the same thing. Like a thousand, well, millions of people can sing, millions of people do marketing, right? So what is it about you that's going to stand out? And it kind of comes back to being perfect because if you just try to be perfect and blend in with what everyone else is doing, yeah, you're just going to blend in. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think with the age of the internet and social media and all that, our ability to attract clients has went way up. But at the same time, our competition has went way up now. I mean, I have clients all over the country. And so I'm competing with technically all the marketing professionals, at least in the country. I'm open to, you know, anywhere. (laughs) And so, you know, you really do have to show yourself because that's a big part of why people choose you. There are so many people that can do what you do. Mm -hmm. And, you know, people want to work with someone that they can relate to in some way. And nobody relates to perfect Nobody's perfect. deep no. down. Even if you're trying to portray that, nobody is that behind right. the scenes. And so, yeah, I think understanding what, what that means and like, even why, why are we trying to be perfect? Like figuring that out, if that's really something that's holding you up. Um, I just want to mention that a little bit. Yeah. It's really something that you feel like is like, I know that I'm a perfectionist, but I still can't let go of that. You need to look at the root of that, like figure out why, like, where did that perfectionist perfectionism stem from? Was Mm -hmm. it from your childhood? Was it something in our culture? Like, where does that come from in you and get to the root of that? Because Mm -hmm. that's the only way, like, you have to be able to name it to tame it. One of my clients always says that. And I love it. I like that. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, it's so true. So you have to figure that out first. Yeah. It's really holding you up. Um, and I think for a lot of us, it is. I mean, we grew up in a culture, especially as women, where, you know, your value is based on what you can bring yeah. to the table. And so you think you need to be perfect. Yeah. And I would say, especially 
those of us who didn't grow up with the internet, yeah, right? Yeah. We were only fed the perfect and polished television, you know, programs and commercials and things like that. Where now, if I see a really perfect polished video on social media, I immediately scroll immediately. If it looks like it's like a production, like it was right. There's a time and a place for that, obviously. Um, but yeah, if like I'm on social media and I see something that's really perfect and polished, I'm like, it's an ad immediately. My brain's like, it's an ad and I swipe right by. Um, yeah, because it just comes back down to like, people want to connect with real people. Yes. And if we feel we're being sold to, and it's funny because someone, you know, being in marketing yeah, and and your goal is like to create awareness and get people aware of your business and all of that. But at the same time, we're like, there is that fine line of being perfect and polished and looking like you're just an ad selling to people. Um, Yeah. yeah, it's, that's why storytelling is so huge. Yes. right now. And so, yeah, I think like you were saying, like, where does that stem from? I think a lot of like our generation and older are used to seeing that perfect polished image. So when we create our own stuff and it doesn't live up to that and we're a business, we're like, well, who's going to take us seriously because it's not perfect. And it's like, no, it's actually the opposite now. Yeah. It's actually the opposite. It I is. mean, you see everyone from lawyers and doctors and, uh, you know, people that we would typically see as, you know, that polished kind of persona, right? You even see them now showing up on social media, being real and raw and unedited and joking around. And it makes me want to work with them. Oh, yes. Like people love it. If I see somebody who's like famous in some way, or like I look up to and they're like live on Instagram, I don't care what I'm doing. I'm like, I'm getting on this live. I want to connect with them. I want to feel like I'm in their space a little bit mm-hmm. and people just want connection at the end of the day. And yeah. so if you can offer that in some way, mm-hmm. that's a huge win. And I feel like perfectionism is kind of the opposite of connection. You're kind of saying like, these are my, these are my walls. I don't want you to come in and see anything yeah. really yeah. going on. And it just, it, it holds you back. Yeah. Well, that again, that's where I say like, be perfect where perfect matters because be perfect in like the value you're offering, like make sure that is, make sure there's a solid foundation of value in everything you do. And then the other stuff is just not as, you know, like I said, like, like you said, um, people being on a live, you know, because you know, it's not going to be perfect and polished because it's live. Right. Um, it's like, Well, you know, a lot of it too, I think stemmed from when everything was shut down and I mean, everything from talk shows and the news, everything was on zoom and we really got to see the realness of everybody. Like we got to see inside celebrities homes and we got to see, um, you know, and they didn't have their perfect wardrobe and makeup artist, you know, getting them ready for the, um, you know, for the recording, you know, whatever show they were on. And even like news anchors were, you know, in their kitchen giving the news and yeah, it just really, I don't think we can go back. We've already kind of got that glimpse of the realness and I don't think we go back because now it's like feels more fake. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. Cause we, we know for sure now, like we had this idea in our mind before, but now it's real. Like we've seen it and like what you said about 
you know, it being kind of ironic because we're in marketing and like, that is what we're trying to do. We're trying to, um, you know, get in front of, in front of people. But Mm -hmm. I think there's often a misconception, even for like clients that come to me and they want to hire me like as their marketing professional. Yeah. A lot of people think that marketing is sales and marketing and sales are separate. Completely different. Yeah. Yeah. I always, yeah, go ahead. ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I was just going to say marketing builds awareness and gets people in the door, but once they're in the door, you have to take over with sales because, you know, for example, if you had someone doing your marketing, right. And you got 10 leads from that marketing. Well, you're the next step. You have to talk to them to see if they're even going to work with you or become a client. Your marketing professional can't be you and step in and close those sales. Right. Yeah. And like you ultimately, like you said, focus on perfect where it matters. The, you can have the best marketing in the world. You can have someone get so many eyes on your business, on your page, whatever it may be. But if your product is terrible, if what you're selling or what, whatever service Mm -hmm. it is, if it's not good, if your customer service sucks. Yeah. I mean, there's no <laughs> marketing that can like go above and beyond for that because ultimately that's what people are paying for. Right. And so I think there's often this misconception that because of how marketing used to be and because it used to be this kind of elusive thing and like big advertisements and stuff, it's not, it doesn't have to be, I should say it is for some people. Yeah. Um, a slimy thing, really like, it's just about, all right, let me put our services, what we do. Let me show you what we're all about. Mm -hmm. And then you decide if it's right for you, you put the control in the customer's hands and they get to decide. And again, you don't have to do it perfectly for them to want to choose you. And it's, I know a lot of people are like, that sounds (laughs) scary to try it that way. But I promise you, I've seen it time and time and time again, Mm -hmm. when people get real, when people let go of perfect, it really opens a lot of doors. Yeah. Connection. And that's, yeah. Yeah. And two, I want to say here too, is I think both of us are mostly talking about, uh, businesses where there is someone is the face of the business. I mean, this can apply everywhere being perfect, you know, it can apply everywhere, but I think we're really talking to those who are the face of the business, whether you're a coach or, you know, it's just you, or maybe it's just you and a small team, um, because your clients are going to be working directly with you. Yeah. Right. So if you don't, you know, there's a big difference between, you know, McDonald's can have all the polished ads in the world and they're still going to attract those customers. But for someone who is, you know, the product really, yeah, that is the difference because you can't, you are the thing you're selling really, because yeah. my clients are going to work with me. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And like we've said, I mean, you can go on Fiverr, you can go on Google, you can find people that do what we do for cheaper, for more expensive. I mean, you can find so many services out there that match pretty much exactly what we are offering, but nobody can match these faces. (laughs) (laughs) You know, people want to relate to you. And, Mm -hmm. and with that being said, you're not for everyone either. And that's okay. Yeah. You know, and don't try, don't try to be, (laughs) because if you're yourself, well, that's the thing too. You're just going to have more fun with your business too. If you're attracting people who you vibe with, 
and you're yeah. going to have fun working with. Um, yeah. And so, yeah. So if you're trying to be this perfect polished version of yourself, you're going to, it's, it's like your, well, it's like you're, I hate to say you're being fake. I don't want to say anyone's intentionally being fake, but you're not being your true self. So you're going to attract people that aren't in line with your true self. And for a lot of people like us who are solo entrepreneurs, our brand is wrapped up in us really. Like, yeah. so everything that we're putting out, our message, our values, all of that are really coming from, from us. And we want to attract that back. So yeah, exactly. if you're being perfect, you're not being you really. Yeah. And I think it's, it's just a very underrated thing working with clients that actually are aligned with you. Mm-hmm. It makes everything so much easier for you and for the client. It's just a oh, better yeah. experience overall. It's typically a much more efficient experience. There's mm-hmm. way less explaining that needs to happen. Cause you just kind of get each yeah. other yeah. The same about a lot of things. And so whenever people tell me like they're afraid of, you know, putting a certain value out there because it might turn somebody off. I always try to encourage them to do it anyways, because you really like, do you really want to work with someone who's going to be turned off by that value? Like, won't that create challenges too, that maybe yeah. are just not worth it? Yeah. It's, it'd be like, it'd be like working with someone who just doesn't like you. Like, I don't want to yeah. do that. <laughs> no, like you said, like we're solo entrepreneurs, like we work with our clients day to day. So like mm-hmm. the, the lineup of clients that I have can really affect like how my there it's kind of like co- replacement for coworkers. It can affect the entire mm-hmm. mood of the week, the whole vibe. And I want to be, you know, working with people that I vibe well with and that yeah. I walk feeling good with. And I want them to feel the same when they walk mm-hmm. away from calls with me. Yeah, so. exactly. And I, you know, I work with my clients. I I always say it's a partnership because, you know, with, well, we'll get into like why with the whole marketing thing, but yeah. you know, it's a partnership. And so if I'm going to be working with you, I mean, I'm talking with my clients daily. So, you know, we're working on projects and, and they also have to be involved. So when it comes to marketing, I also want to say, you know, if you want to outsource your marketing, you're, especially as a solo entrepreneur, you have to be, still be involved. Don't think you just can't be involved at all, especially when it comes to marketing. Yeah. Right. Because you're still going to have to show up, you know, for your audience. So you can have someone there, like a partner to help guide you. Yeah. And not make you feel like you have to be perfect. And, you know, like you said, talking with your clients of like, you know, saying, you know, let's just try to be a little more real. And those are the ones that get the attention. So it really, really is. Um, one of my like first marketing clients, he, I remember our first meeting, we always talk about it. We were at caribou coffee and I remember sitting down with him and being like, okay, here's, he was telling me all his goals and he wanted to be, um, he wants to be a speaker one day and all this stuff. And he wants to have a book, you know, down the line. Nice. And I was like, Hey, you really need to start showing your face on social media. Like that's step one. You need people to be familiar with you. You need to start building that rapport. And I remember him just being like, that is just not going to happen. Like, <laughs> I cannot do that. And let me tell you, you should see this guy now, like just yeah. totally himself, no editing, just out there, just being himself and people eat it up. Like (laughs) for it. Mm -hmm. And you know, that's just one example, but 
when you really do just like let go of that, it, it just opens up so much and it, it is hard to let go. It's hard to not be mm-hmm. perfect. I even now, like I was filming a reel before we got on here and I, I kept like stumbling over words and I kept being like, Oh, I can make that a little bit better. I can make that a little bit better. And you know, that's not necessarily a bad thing, but like you said, if you are like, I have five minutes to film a reel and mm-hmm. then that's what I can check off my list yeah. it's better to do it in that case than uh-huh. to be like so caught up in the perfectionism that you're like, I don't end up putting anything out that day. People mm-hmm. miss out on the value that I was trying to share. I might miss out on a potential yeah. client. Like it's just not worth it. Um, well, imagine, imagine if we did that in real life, like yeah. we just didn't show up to places because we didn't think we were perfect that day. Like that's what kind of social media is, is it's especially for your business and marketing and showing up online. It's that's all. It's just showing up. Yeah. It's just showing up perfect, imperfect, you know, whatever. If, you know, I'm just trying to think of a real life example of like never, never going to that networking event because you're getting ready and you're like, Oh, I don't know what I'm going to talk about. So I'm just not going to go. Yeah. Or I don't, oh, my hair is not right today. I'm just not going to go. Yeah. Um, you know, are you going to miss that whole event? You know, because of something like that. And it's kind of like social media is like that. I always say it's like a 24 seven networking event. Yeah. That's a great point. Right. Yeah. No, that's so true. I think there's like this expectation that we put on ourselves because mm. we know it's, it's permanent, not, you know, yeah, not I know what you mean. Yeah. But that we're like, very true. <laughs> oh, it's out there. It's not just like, like when we're having this, co- even this feels way easier because we know that people are watching this or listening to this with the expectation that we're like live together right now. We're mm-hmm. having a conversation. There's not the expectation for the edits and all of that. And right. so we just need to release that in mm-hmm. ourselves. Cause I know like when I'm consuming content and I see content where people are just way more laid back, like they're sipping their coffee, they're having a conversation that doesn't bother me. I'm not yeah. like, Oh, how dare they not edit this? How dare they be <laughs> drinking something like, right. So you have to look at it from that way. Like, what do you like to consume? Does it have to be mm, perfect? That's yeah. That's a big one too, is what do you like to consume? Cause again, it goes back to that. If you're being you, you're going to attract what you want, but you're also consuming what you're attracted to. So it's the same for your clients. Like if they're attracted to, you know, for example, I love watching educational talking videos. Yeah. So I do educational talking videos because I like watching them. So I know I'm not the only one Yeah. because if the internet has taught me anything, anything it is, I am never, ever the only one ever, (laughs) you know, it could be something like, you know, maybe I think I'm weird for having some quirky habit. And then I find out like someone talks about it on, you know, TikTok or something. And there's like thousands of comments. Oh my God, I do the same thing, you know? And it's like, you're never the only one. So that's the other thing too. If, if, if that's part of like the perfectionism, um, part that you keep trying to fix. And then, you know, that's leading to burnout because you want it to be perfect. Just remember that everyone's, you're not the only one. You're not the only one. So whatever you're um, worried about, you're not the only one. You know, if you stumble over a word, you're not the only one who's ever done it. (laughs) You know, that sort of thing. Um, 
And, and it's so refreshing when someone does share something like that. Like I said, the quirky habit that you only thought it was you, you know, um, it's so like, it's a relief. It's like, oh, I'm not the only one. Yeah. I think that's, that's how perfect. imperfect content feels, right? Yeah, it is. Kind of it comforting like in a way. Validating like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm not the only human with this issue, with this quirk, whatever it is. Like, yeah. I, I relate like it goes back to connection. I can feel more connected to these people mm-hmm. um, and I, I belong somewhere like, which is what everyone. Yeah. Wants. Yeah. Um, well, you know, I recently did a video talking about pretty much talking about like not being perfect and why we love watching talk shows and bloopers and all that sort of thing. And I mean, just think of like, uh, your, you know, your favorite singer. Yeah. You know, um, now, of course, we when we buy the music, we want the music to be good. We want it to be quote unquote perfect, that sort of thing. But then as a person, like if that was enough, we would just buy the records and that would be enough. We wouldn't need anything else. But no, we want to consume. We want to get to know them. We want to watch them on talk shows. We want to follow them on social media. Mm-hmm. You know, if if the perfect album was enough, then we would only consume that. But we don't. We go on and we want to see that we want to see them. We want to, you know, all of that. We want to watch the talk shows, especially with, and even movies. Again, if we just like the movies, why would blooper reels be so popular? It's because we love seeing that glimpse of the unperfect and them, you know. And like reality shows, people eat that. Oh, that too. Oh my gosh. Yeah. We want (laughs) the whatever is the most unedited. I mean, even mm-hmm. though they are, they are definitely have- edited. Yeah. <laughs> but we but, have this illusion, know. like we're getting the inside peek. We're seeing the imperfect moments and yeah, yeah. We, we love that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's not so easy. I think something that I've realized a lot lately because I'm in the mental health space. And so I mm-hmm. consume a lot of mental health content Yeah, um, is knowing things is not the same as having the ability to apply it to your life. Right. So like knowing that, you know, that we are perfectionists, like that is step one for sure. But knowing that and understanding that is not enough to walk into your day and completely shed all these perfectionist habits and beliefs and all of that. You have to actively try to dismantle those things. And um, for me, I found a great way to do it is just showing up imperfectly. Like when I post to my story mm-hmm. and I'm talking on there, or I'm taking a picture for my stories, you know, fighting that urge to like retake it and be like, oh, it's not good enough. Or I stumbled over my words or yeah, I didn't provide enough value, you know, like shutting that voice off and being like, no, okay, it's good enough. And then seeing that, Hey, it's still well-received nothing bad happened. Yeah. Fine. Like training our bodies to know that like, it's safe to be imperfect. It's okay. I'm, I'm the same way because, um, I, I I am, I'm a perfectionist in some areas still. Um, definitely. Um, that's something I've always, you know, it's always been there with certain things, like, especially if it's something I really, really care about. Like, I'm like, okay, I'm perfect. I'm trying to be perfect. Um, but yeah, like you said, is just the practice of getting to the point where you yourself might not feel it's perfect, but just posting it anyway, or showing up anyway, or being like, 
that's, you know, good enough and, and just doing it because then once you do that, it, it eliminates that because our perfectionism typically stems from some kind of fear, like, Oh, we're going to fear someone's going to judge us or, um, but it's funny though, is when you post something, how, whatever you were worried about, no one even meant like no one noticed, no one talked about it. No one, you know, nothing. Um, or I remember I was editing a video of mine and I don't know if you've experienced this when you're editing stuff, you know, and you're going through every frame and it's like your facial expressions, like you'll just, you know, stop on a like random, ah, you know, you have some kind of weird face. And I was going through and I was just cracking myself up because I was making all these really weird faces <laughs> in this one video. And I was like, what am I doing? So yeah. I screenshotted a bunch of them and I was like, if I find this funny, someone else is going to find it funny. So I posted like four still frames on my stories. And I was like, yeah, you you feel real humble when you're editing your own video. <laughs> and I posted it and that, that story got so much attention. Yeah. Yeah. So many, so many DMS and like, oh my gosh, me too. Oh my gosh. It's funny. Isn't it? Like that got so much attention. I even think when it comes back to, like we said, with marketing and stuff, people want to work with those they're comfortable with, or they feel like they could be friends with people yeah. want to work with those they know, like, and trust. And if you're trying to be too perfect and put up walls, it's really hard to get in and trust somebody. For sure. Mm-hmm. And I think like when we're looking at ourselves as perfectionists, I think it's important to remember that perfectionism kind of gives us this illusion of some kind of control. Like we have control over the That's situation. That's a very good point. If we can make it perfect, then all is going to be well, but we know that that's not true, right? Like yeah. both of us have put out perfect content <laughs> that completely flops or like imperfect content that does the opposite. Mm-hmm. So even though it makes us feel safe and like everything is in control and we've got our ducks in a row, it, the data doesn't lie. And perfect mm-hmm. content does not equal perfect results in terms of social media results or business results. There's obviously, you know, and I don't even consider this perfect, but there's obviously things like, you know, there have been psychological studies done where we know certain design elements or the way certain things are laid out, you know, having more white space, things like that are definitely going to affect the way someone perceives you and your business. Right. So we're not talking about those perfect, um, things, you know, you have to be strategic and you have to be well-designed and you have to have a plan and all that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, but what we're talking about when it comes to perfection is getting hung up on those little things that are almost irrational. Yeah. Even something as simple as like, well, I don't like the color. Well, is that, is it part of your brand colors? Is it, I actually was working, um, as a, it wasn't a direct client of mine. I was helping another person with their client. And every time I would send something back to them, they're like, well, we don't like the pink color. And I'm like, well, that's your brand. Like their brand was pink and purple. And I was like, I don't, we can't use any other color because you have to be on brand. So at that point, that's not even a question of whether you like it or not anymore. That's, we need to rebrand because obviously, (laughs) obviously it's not aligning with how you guys feel about your business. So yeah. Um, yeah. Um, that's like a whole nother service. <laughs> yeah. That's like a whole other thing. Um, so yeah, so that's again, be perfect where perfect matters. I think it really is just like 
this need in us to feel like we have control over the situation. Cause I always joke before I go on vacation, I, every single time I feel the need to like clean out my pantry and clean <laughs> the freezer and like things that are unrelated don't yeah. matter. I have this idea in my mind that somehow I'll relax more and it'll be a more perfect vacation. If I can like, if I know the house is spotless when I, (laughs) and like, it's unrelated, but it's Uh just me trying to like manage and control and manage my own feelings about the situation. And there's really not a lot of room for that in business growth. You kind of have to separate yourself from from the business entity, especially as a solopreneur, because if you don't, it can get very dark quickly. Mm. Like you have a bad, a bad post, a bad business day or bad month or whatever. That's not you. That's not your worth. That's Mm -hmm. normal in business. You have to separate those things and, and be able to say, okay, it wasn't a perfect month for my business, but that doesn't mean it's a bad life or I'm a bad business owner (laughs) Right. So any of those things. And I think that's hard for a lot of people to do. So I think that's why too, it's important to, whether you're working with someone on an ongoing basis or every once in a while, you just have someone you can check in with to give you an unbiased look into your business. So I'm always that outside eye, Yeah, you know, to be like, oh, well, yeah, we can do this, but I don't think this is necessary. We don't want to waste our time on that. You know, we'll do this instead, do that. This is great. You're doing fantastic in this. Exactly. It helps like manage the expectations too, Mm -hmm. because it's so easy to look at, like I, for my clients that I do social media management, we track like all the KPIs, like key performance indicators every week. And you know, say somebody has like a viral real one week. Well, the next week's numbers might not look so good because yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's not going to really compare to when you had 80,000 people, yeah. you know, interacting with your reel. Um, and so I think you really have to look at it. Like, it's just so much more nuanced than like, there mm-hmm. is no perfect, like Mm-mm. there's a lot more nuance to it. Okay. So you had a bad week on Instagram, but Hey, you had a few leads from LinkedIn or, you know, yeah. it's, it's a bigger picture than all of that. I mean, and even if all of your social media stuff is having a bad week, okay. But you got some backend stuff on your business done this week. That yeah. can be into. Um, exactly. I think just yeah. like myself, I always try my sister once told me this and it stuck with me. And now it's like in my brain in so many random scenarios. <laughs> um, and it's helped me practice flexible thinking, which I think our generation struggles with. <laughs> and that is both can be true, right? Like there oh, yeah. are situations where two things that seemingly are opposing can Mm -hmm. both be true at the same time. Yeah. And so I think, you know, when you're struggling with something with your business, with your marketing, just ask yourself, like, is this a both can be true situation? Can like, can this have done poorly, but also, you know, my marketing is still effective and here's why. Let me look at the business numbers now. Let me look at this now. A lot of this, you know, if you don't find a way to you know, let that go or have someone else kind of give you that outside unbiased eye. That's when you're just going to be like, I can't do this anymore. And you're just going to stop showing up. You're just going to stop. 
yeah, you know, doing it. And that's like the worst case scenario. You know, we don't want that. We want you to keep showing yeah. up. Yeah. yeah. Most of us, you know, are small business owners. Most of our clients are small business owners. We are in this for the long game. Like our goal is to have our business until we retire. Right. Yeah. And so, yeah, you really have to manage the burnout and perfectionism is a quick road to burnout. If yeah. you cannot maintain perfectionism or the goal of perfectionism in any kind of long-term strategy. And so, you know, you just you have to have systems in place and focus on that. Focus yeah. on the systems in place, focus on, you know, putting a plan together yeah. and then that's what you focus on and all the other stuff really doesn't matter you know, at that point. And they're, they're trying to be perfect and they find themselves like they keep burning out or they're getting exhausted by the whole process. What are some things they can do? And let's, I don't know, let's gear it towards social media. Social media, a lot of people are doing their own social media. Yeah. So I guess let's like, let's gear it towards that. And if someone is struggling with perfectionism and showing up and they're feeling a little burnt out, what are some things we can take action on like today? What can they do? Yeah. What would you say? Um, so what I would say is I'd say the first thing that I would look at if you're burnt out already is look at your current schedule and the expectations that you're setting for yourself. Are you trying to post every day of the week? Is, does that just not fit into your life? Because you don't have to post every day to be successful. There's like a whole nother myth there. Yes. You're going to have yeah. more days if you post every day, but you don't have to post every day. And if that's not going to work long-term, don't do it. Take your schedule and knock it down to one that works for you. Um, And the next thing I would look at is, you know, really taking some time to reflect on where the perfectionism is coming from. You've got to bring some awareness to that and then coming up with some strategies to, to undo (laughs) those things. So maybe like affirmation that you can come up with, like, I don't need to be perfect to show up or whatever it is. And maybe you just say that in your mind, every time you have this thought, every time mm-hmm. you go to post something and you're feeling like uneasy about it, just say your little affirmation. You really can retrain the way that your brain thinks, but it takes time. Yeah. Um, and yeah. And like we talked about just doing it anyways, like yep. if there's something that's not perfect, post it anyways, you're going to get that exposure <laughs> therapy where you can really quick, Hey, yeah. like, life goes on. Everything's fine. Nobody noticed, you know? Oh, exactly. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Those are good. Those are really good points. And like you said, really finding out the root of why do I feel the need to be perfect? Um, because, and I would say too, is what content are you consuming? So look at what content you're consuming. Cause I guarantee you're not consuming what you would think is quote unquote, perfect, polished content. I bet a lot of the content you're, you're looking at is someone who just picked up their phone real quick. And it looks like they're just FaceTiming a friend like, but that works, right? That works. We engage with that. Um, so, you know, are you thinking you need to be perfect and polished in terms of like, Oh, I don't have fancy equipment to make it look high end or, you know, what is, what is the perfectionism? Like, what are you seeing as perfect? 
Yeah. You know, is it the way someone speaks? Is it the way someone carries themselves? And you don't feel up to that. Is it, well, they have really fancy equipment and the the video looks really high quality and polished. I don't have that, right? There could be a lot of different things that people look at as perfect versus not perfect. Yeah, for sure. Um, So I guess that goes back to two, like kind of stems off of, like you said, find what the internal thing is, but I think you're thinking on a deeper level. And then I'm saying, look at, you know, what are you looking at? That's so perfect that you can't achieve because you can, you can do it. You can do it. Um, you don't need the fancy equipment. You don't all of that. Right. Um, so that's what, that would be my number one thing is look at content that you're already consuming. And are you judging them for not being perfect? Because I doubt you are. I bet you're consuming it and having a good time and learning something or finding value in it. So what you're no different. Yeah. You're no different. We want to see you too. So, um, yeah, that would be, that would be my thing. And then, yeah, just posting it anyway, (laughs) just posting it anyway and see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of power in that, I think. Yeah. And being okay with being uncomfortable about it in the beginning. And I promise it will get more comfortable over time. Yeah. And also I think too, if you start doing that, you will start getting better. And the thing is, is because things I was posting a year ago, two years ago, I look at now and I don't think they're perfect, but you know what? In the, in the moment. Yeah. I thought they were pretty dang good. Yeah. You were like, this is, this is my personal best at that right? moment. It must get better. It, yeah. Even, I mean, I didn't start posting on social media. Like again, I went like a couple of years with just growing my business on the side. And even just like from July, I look at certain things and I'm like, Ooh, like, <laughs> at the time I was I know. like, yeah, I'm right? good. <laughs> and so what that has taught me is even things I'm doing now. Yeah. I, I, I I've gotten to the point where I don't think anything I do is perfect, but I think that it's, it's good enough. Like it's getting the, it's getting the value across. Like as long as people are enjoying it and benefiting from it, that's what I care about. I almost don't care about the me side of it as much. Yeah. So that could be another tip too, is focus on what it's doing for others and take yourself out of the equation. Yeah. Um, because I know that in a couple of years from now, I'm probably going to look back on how I'm doing things now and think, oh man, why yeah. did I do that? Like it could have been so much better if I did it this way, but you can't improve on something until you have something. Yeah. So, and what might be appropriate for your business in this moment, that might change in a couple of years. It probably yeah. will. And like, that's okay. It yeah. doesn't, you don't have to be, you know, five years ahead of where you are now. Just <laughs> enjoy the journey Live in the moment. Yeah. Be where you are. Like it's okay. Everybody is where they are. And you know, I've had to remind myself of that too, where it's like, because I still want to learn from people in marketing that have more experience than me, that have a different specialty than me. Mm-hmm. Um, and that doesn't always mean- be learning. <laughs> yeah. And that doesn't yeah. mean that I don't have something to offer somebody at some point in their journey. Um, it's just something exactly. different. And in 10 yeah. years, I hope to be the expert to someone 10 years senior or junior. Yeah. Um, well, so and that's yeah. the thing too, is you'll always be learning because yeah. the, um, and so you'll never reach perfection because there's always something new to learn and not because 
well, we can't possibly know everything. First off, we can't possibly have lived the experiences that everyone else has lived, right? So we're constantly learning from other people of what they've experienced or what they've lived that we could never possibly get the chance ourselves to learn just from, you know, our own experiences. But then on top of that, the industry changes so fast, right? We don't know what platform is going to be next, the next big thing. We don't know what type of strategies, um, you know, are going to change. It's like, like we said, now showing up on camera and not being perfect is the now thing to do. Yeah. Right. Where would that have worked 20 years ago? Right. I don't know. Probably not. Yeah. You know? Yeah, for sure. I think so. be perfect in the moment. That's perfect for it. Yeah. And like (laughs) my last little, like not even tip, but just like reminder and maybe like say this as your affirmation, perfectionism is a myth. Like there is no, exactly. There's no road to perfectionism. It, it literally does not exist. We are all human. Mm -hmm. Um, It doesn't exist. So when you really get your head around that and you really can believe that as a truth, it can some of the pressure off. Like that is so true. That is so true because I'll be working on something like, even if it's just my own website or something and I'll finish it up that evening and I'll be like, that's perfect. I love it. It's perfect. I'll come back the next day to finish stuff up and I'll be like, why did I do that? Yeah. That's dumb. I'm going to switch that. (laughs) So, okay. Well, yesterday, less than 24 hours ago, I thought it was perfect and now it's not, or it could be the opposite. I'll come, I'll work on something and I'll be like, oh, I'll finish this tomorrow. I just can't figure it out. And then I'll come back and I'll be like, what was I worried about? This looks awesome. Yeah. You know, this is going to work what I need it to work for, you know? Yeah. So yeah, you can't even trust yourself on that. Oh, if your own (laughs) brain is interpreting some one thing in so many different ways, you have to think Mm -hmm. how all these like outside people are interpreting your, your content and your work. Um, yeah. So yeah, this is really good conversation. I feel like it's not often you get to sit down and just like go in depth on things like perfectionism, but right. Yeah. They're good conversations to have. I know. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. 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 And I think you were the perfect one to talk to, um, you know, about this type of thing and the whole burnout thing too, because like you said, you work with a lot of people in the mental health space. Mm -hmm. So I think you have a really good take on, you know, a lot of that. So yeah, definitely. consume a lot of the content, but again, (laughs) don't, I I'm not there yet. You know, I'm still like figuring out. We're all a work in progress. It's okay. For sure. (laughs) I really appreciate you having me. This is such a, such an honor. So fun to be here and chat and yeah, thanks for coming on. Yeah. Thanks to Emily for sitting in the chat with me about this topic. I hope you found it helpful, relatable, and can use some of these tips to show up for your business online. If you'd like to connect with Emily, I will have all of her info in the description of this podcast. And once again, I'm Lindsay Berta, founder of Berta Marketing, a marketing agency designed specifically for small business owners, where I handle all of your marketing so you can focus on what you love. For more small business marketing tips, subscribe to this podcast or find me online at bertamarketing.com. Thanks for listening.